Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. You're currently listening to the free version of Let Me Talk. If you want longer, ad-free episodes, even earlier, head to lmtpod.com to find out how you subscribe. Let me talk! Well, there were three one-all draws in the away legs of last season's Champions League knockout ties. Now, I know Copenhagen are a different standard of opposition to Real Madrid and Bayern Munich at least, but the point still stands. Guardiola normally likes a fairly cagey affair going abroad, so that third goal in stoppage time in Denmark really is a big positive. This is Let Me Talk. I'm David Mooney. With me is the Athletic City correspondent, fresh from Denmark, Sam Lee. Hello. Hello. All right. I wouldn't say fresh. Not feeling fresh? Uh, No, not especially. Um, Monday night. Yeah, Monday night has had a bit of a knock-on effect, I'd say. Um, it was it was just a good night. Yeah, with some good people. Yeah, uh, in a in a good place. Yeah, fantastic. Good. Um, but no, I had enough had enough energy for the game. Good game. Um, did five live beforehand as well, so I had to kind of sharpen my brain for that. Um, and yeah, here we are back reflecting on yeah, like you say. Uh, just a, it was a routine win, wasn't it? But like, I don't want to play into the narrative that it was easy, which we we'll get into. Dig into very yeah. much. Um, let's start with uh, Guardiola's thoughts on the game. Then um, this is what he said afterwards. Oh, we play really, really good. The right, the right tempo should play. I know the game against here against Bayern Munich United. It's a really difficult team, really one. That's why the third goal helped us a lot to manage a little bit better and more calm the game there. But uh, we know each other better now, so they will prepare something, but we will prepare something too. And and of course the first game in the last sixteen always I'm so a little bit anxious. And the team the better team, the players behave and perform again really, really good. The way that Copenhagen have played against Bayern and, and United show that they're a very tough team, but tonight you've had twenty seven shots, they've had one shot on target. You've made it look relatively easy. Does that yeah, show how much belief you've got in this competition now? I know. You know how difficult it is when the people believe it's easy, make it easy. And it was not. Ask us by Munich and by Galatasaray and Man United how easy they are. It's a really, really tough game, a tough opponent because I know it. We make a good meeting today. I show you the perfect, perfect images or the perfect concepts to the players understand which type of game they are going to face. They are going to face tonight. So this is my job. Always make a warning to the players. So the team is going to play. They have these attributes, this, this strength as a as a team. And uh, and they prove it, they fell it. So, but we behave with a character, personality, uh, the patient, and and everyone was was at a top top level. Otherwise, you don't you don't make these results in Europe in uh, any final. So it's a, it's not a decisive game. It's a really really good result, and hopefully with our people, 
we can make next step and go to quarterfinals. So there we go. Um, it's interesting that um, I mean we'll get we'll get to the kind of how easy or hard it was uh, a bit later on, Sam. But it's interesting that he admits he gets uh, a little bit anxious before these last sixteen games, um, and it's almost like the it's it's almost like the, the the pressure for the season starts here, isn't it? Um, yeah, I think so. Um, so it's interesting because obviously on Monday at the press conference there was a lot of stuff about the body language, which. So I had, a, I had a sleep when I got to Copenhagen because, um, I don't know, I don't know if it was because of Vegas or whatever, but just knackered. And then my editor called and he was like, oh, I saw this stuff about um, body language at the weekend. And I was like, okay. Um, it was like, could could you maybe write something about that? It was like, maybe for the end of the week. Or if you could do it tonight. I was like, right. <laughs> tonight it is. And then, well, so I got to the stadium and I sat opposite Jack Gorn and Simon Bukowski and Simon Mullock, and they were like, you got any ideas? I was like, well, yeah, but it's not going to be of interest to anybody else. I think, like, I'm going to ask about body language. And then Simon Mullock says, well, Pep um, talked to the Norwegian broadcasters after the game on Saturday, and he said specifically about Haaland. And I was like, right, well, I'm just going to ask my general stuff to see if we'll like, talk about that. And then if anyone wants to go down the Haaland route, then, then fine. And obviously it just became like the biggest thing from the press conference. And I wrote an article and it all worked out brilliantly. Like I would have had enough to write anyway, going back all over the years and all the examples. And there was stuff that I kind of didn't even have time or space to put in or forgot to put in. Um, Like for the, you know, when it comes to players being able to leave to go and play for Chelsea or Arsenal, it all comes down to the body language and the, the good mood in the camp and everything kind of comes from that. So all the focus was on that. But there was some interesting stuff that he said in the pre-match, which was about, yeah, that anxiety about um, Champions League last 16 games. And to your question there about um, the the kind of run-in starts now, his logic was, you know, when it's the quarter-final, you know, the team are already in that battle mode, as I like to call it. They're already in that frame of mind where everything's important. It's a big game. You know, you can maybe smile the semi-finals. You're thinking about that. But he said, when it's the last 16... You'd, it's not quite the same feeling. Um, so he's a bit wary about the games for that reason. He cited a couple of examples from when he was at Barcelona as well. So this is obviously something he's had in his mind for a long time. And he was like, I told the players this morning, which was Monday morning, like how difficult it would be. Like, expect to suffer. Like, my gut tells me it'll be difficult. And um, my, normally my gut doesn't lie. So going into the game, I was like, well, look, City are going to win this game comfortably. So the other part of whether it's easy or not, is in all the build-up, and obviously, especially when it's like European games, I had a couple of like Danish journalists either send me questions or like ask ask me questions, and it was like, oh, you know, what what's the reputation of Danish football in the UK? Like, um, do you think that there's any particular players that can hurt Man City and all this kind of stuff? And I'm like, I, I'm not being disrespectful, and I don't want to sound disrespectful, but like we can talk about how Copenhagen are a good team, we can talk about how they beat United. We can talk about how they played with great personality against Bayern Munich and they beat Galatasaray and these things. And that's all absolutely true. But we're talking about them beating Man United and Bayern Munich. And we operate on a daily basis. The City are miles better than United. And we know that Bayern Munich are really struggling at the minute in particular. So we can be honest about um, Copenhagen or whoever it is being a good team. We also have to be honest and say, well, City are just miles better, aren't they? And it's not just because of their quality, but it's because Guardiola is always on their case saying, be careful, this is what they can do. So then when you said at the start about City are normally cagey away from home, 
it was interesting that he said he wanted City to play with the right tempo in the in the post match, and he said in, in other times, not too slow, not too fast, and it just felt, particularly at the start when Grealish was on, and I know this is a point everyone has been making, that they were that perfect tempo, and like Grealish himself, I know I probably skipped ahead a few topics, was that perfect tempo. He was doing his usual. Know, taking care of the ball, but he was taking people on as well. He looked confident. It looked like he hadn't had, you know, five games on the bench. It looked like the kind of end of last season, Grealish. But yeah, so going into the... When I had to write my article, I was like, well, I think City are going to win this game comfortably and then I'm going to do it based on the fact that they don't take any game lightly. And we've got examples from Monday of Guardiola saying about how the last 16 of the Champions League in particular... It's something they need to look out for, whoever the opponent. But then as the questions were coming in and his answers were coming in, I was like, well, this all works perfectly. This is exactly what I want to talk about. When the question we heard there um, saying it was made to look easy, again, Guardiola took it as a kind of, as an, as an answer to the world rather than the question itself was, you made it look easy. He didn't say it was easy. But obviously Guardiola's got his own point to make there, which is obviously the point that I wanted to make in the article anyway, which is fantastic. And then the, the, there was the Danish guy said, well, what exactly did, Copenhagen do that you had to be careful of and he and he talked about all the different methods that City took into account to make sure that what Copenhagen are good at yeah. didn't I've happen. got I've actually I've got that and clip yeah long answer I've got that clip that. I've got um, a little yeah. bit of what he said there so um, it's really let's, good. let's good. have a listen to it he said um so obviously he said what he said there, and then uh, later in the press conference, uh, as you say, the a Danish journalist asked uh, what Cape, what Copenhagen did to make it hard from City. Uh, though, uh, like he said, ultimately that they were really compact. But in his answer, uh, he told us more a little bit about how he how he has them dealing with opponents in tough places. Uh, and this was the bit that stood out to me. These type of games, they want to attack quicker than expect. They make a transition that you suffer a lot, and we want to make a, a right tempo, no slow, no fast, to make the this incredible stadium. The people are behind, so that's low. I had a manager when I said, "Okay, when you start in a big, big stadium, with a lot, a lot of crowd and shout and the pressure, make 1,000 passes. It's not allowed to score a goal, just passes, and the stadium is roll down." And there you go. That's exactly what we've been saying. Um, just kind of about making sure that every all the conditions that City want to operate in. They are there. It's not like the opposite. The the opposition don't get the chance to get their tails up at any point. Yeah, yeah, exactly that. Um, it's kind of like that that famous Bournemouth game where they didn't even have a corner. Like, and obviously, you wouldn't say the Bournemouth atmosphere is especially um, comparable to to Copenhagen. But it's it's the same principle, isn't it? You go and you've got a difficult away game, and you want to control it as much as possible. And this is how they do it. Now we don't need to go down the route of how they get control over matches because we talk about it loads. But when he's talked in the past about when City beat Chelsea in that January like 2021 or maybe 2022, when De Bruyne scored the winner from outside the box and at the end they were trying to hit Chelsea on the break and he was like, no, we need to take the ball to the corner and make a thousand million passes. It's the same thing. It's like it whether it's because the crowd are volatile and need to be quietened down or whether it's because the opposition team are particularly good on the counter-attack or maybe it's just because the other team have got quality in this last five minutes and you need to see the game out. The way to control these matches is, as Guardiola says, with a, a thousand passes. He said that on Tuesday. He, normally it's yeah. a thousand million <laughs> passes. Maybe maybe he didn't need quite so many. But but that's it. And then, yeah, that's what we saw. And, but again, it was just interesting. Again, because this won't be the first game they've ever played with the right tempo. Not too fast, not too slow. But you could really see it, especially early on. Um, 
and it just looked comfortable. But yeah, again, like just to go back to so the Real Madrid semi final last season, and you know, you mentioned the last sixteen games and how and you know, the the one all draws last season. Well, we've talked about you know how City when they do go away from home, they will just be cautious. Like it's not it's not really designed to be fun. It's just designed Function. to yeah to get out of there with a with a close result. Um, you know, going back to not making subs against Leipzig last year, but the Real Madrid game, um, they they didn't. Not only did they want to keep it tight and not mind if they lost one nil, so they could go again at the Etihad, but they didn't. They wanted Madrid to almost think that that they were scared or at least not know what they were in for. It was the game plan was actually to lull Madrid into like a false sense of security. And then that opening twenty minutes and, of the Etihad was and phenomenal. Then, yeah, and then, yeah, yeah, shock and awe tactics in the second leg like that that's what they wanted to do and it's like that thing about um it's like that thing about Grealish um when we talked about you know that for the first 20 minutes or so in the game he's told not to take people on so we can sit here and look and judge and go he's scared he doesn't want to take him on or we could go our oh, city they looked a bit inhibited in the Bernabeu didn't they like were they a bit scared by the occasion were they you know they, were they scarred by what happened the year before and it's like there's just there's just a plan and you look it's not like every time city do something shit as a team or individually oh no they actually had a reason for that yeah. they were doing it on purpose <laughs> no that's not the case but you've there's there's the one element of when it's away from home in the Champions League, there's always going to be caution. Like, you, it's, I don't know, you almost have to take into account if it's a bad game, then it probably means it's going well um, from City's point of view. But there's also just that element of, even with the kind of understanding we've developed over the years, like, we, we can't know everything that they're instructed to do. And so we just kind of, you know, this is more for for us, you know, we're broadcasting to other people and kind of passing on our opinions. But it's that, like, you know, what 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 would be the use of saying, "Oh, Draculish, he needs to take his, his man on more often. He looks, he look, he look, he looks scared." It's like, well, maybe he's not supposed to. And I kind of thought about that last night actually with Doku when he came on, because I was like, "Well, Doku, then come on, you're you're the guy who takes people on, make something happen." But I was like, "Well, hold on a minute. Why would Grealish be given a certain set of instructions? And then when he goes off." Doku be allowed to do something completely different. So I thought, to be fair to Doku, he was probably being told to play within him, which is more of a struggle for him because obviously he is yeah. more direct. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah. interesting. It's, uh, I mean, the, the other side of it is in, like, I kind of playing into that. Um, I, I I was in work yesterday ahead of the game. So uh, I was driving in in the morning listening to uh, the Today programme on Radio 4. Um, and they they do this thing on the half past. So they get the they get um, whatever the commentary game is on Five Live for that evening, which uh, for yesterday was City. Um, they get the commentator in and they do a little live two way about about the game. And like it, it was it was interesting the tone at which Guardiola's pre match comments were being talked about. Like like all day, I was getting the, this sense of. Uh, sort of like we know Guardiola said in the in in the pre-match. Well, you've got to take it seriously. You know, Copenhagen are a good side, and they they cause this this and this, and they've done this problem. You know, just ask Galatasaray, United, uh, Bayern Munich, that sort of thing. And the kind of response to that from everybody kind of covering the game seemed to be, well, you know what he's like. He's just, you know, he's paying lip service to this team. He's probably going to go out there and do what he does. And like City are so much better. And like he can't say that, but, you know, this is, this is, he doesn't really think this. And I, I kind of felt a little bit disconnected all day because it, like ultimately what we've just discussed and kind of what you, what you said earlier on really struck a chord with me because 
like it is that element of Guardiola just making sure that everything goes to plan, and like it's 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 not it, it's not paying lip service to Copenhagen. He knows that nine times out of ten City win that game, but it's not it, it, it's it's almost protecting himself against the one time out of ten, isn't it? Yeah, but I suppose the thing is, he probably doesn't know the City win that nine times out of ten because if they go into it with the same mentality of whoever was talking on the radio about oh yeah, City will be fine. If he knows if City went in with that mentality, and look, it's not all Guardiola. The players are serious players. Yeah. You know, they're they're not having their hands held. But like Guardiola will probably be thinking if we went into this, I don't know, two two attacking wise, or maybe not even just in terms of the tactics, but just the approach, then it could be difficult. He wouldn't be thinking we're going to win this nine times out of ten. He'd be thinking we need to we need to probably do this so we can win or so we can avoid having what happened to United and other teams happen to them. Um, and But that's it. Like it's People, they just don't get it. Like When I did Five Live, they asked about the body language stuff and Kelly Cates actually said, you asked that first question about body language. What did you hope to get? Like, Why did you ask it? I was like, well, I just like finding out how he works. And like, you, you can go back to the the first day and this is what I put in the article, you know, in the Marty Perrinal book, he was like, when he took over, he needed to kind of build up like harmony in the dressing room and like, make a good environment but you look at it now and basically everything it feels like there's been no element of struggle anyway in the story but any kind of early element of struggle has just been completely stripped away now to the point where it's city are too good everything's easy it's boring to watch etc etc but it's like but it just completely glosses over the actual effort and the detail that goes into matches like this to make to make them look easy but there's a massive difference between it being easy and it looking easy and you know, if they'd had like no counterattacks, like one shot yesterday, it's not because they're shit, is it? It's because City are better and they applied themselves better than the other teams did. Um, but no, but nobody wants to appreciate that that now because they just think, oh, it's easy. City just turn up and Guardiola's patronising them. It's like Guardiola's not patronising them. Like everything Guardiola says to us in the media, he'll be saying to the players, and even more so. Like Guardiola's not telling the players, oh, look, don't worry about this. You'll be right tonight. They're rubbish. Like, it's, like everything we know about the thing is even those people who think that it's a walkover and Guardiola's just being patronising they will also know that Guardiola's kind of intense and heavy and obsessed with football you can't really have it both ways yeah (laughs) yeah so it's sort of pick a lane territory isn't it yeah yeah it's like you'll know that Guardiola's mad um and just kind of can't relax like how how would that square off with him going to a Champions League last 16 game going, we'll be right tonight, lads. These are shit. This is not going to happen, is it? Coming up after a short ad break, there'll be more discussion about the Copenhagen game. See you shortly. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax and think about work you really really want it all to work out while you're away monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind when all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync things just flow 
wherever you are. Tap the banner to go to monday.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Let Me Talk is sponsored by you, the listeners. The best way to support the podcast is by subscribing via Memberful. You can pay as little as £2 per month, which gives you early access to all our podcasts ad-free, and they're packed with even more content. That gives you even more minutes of us to fill up your week. Subscribing is really easy and the longer episodes will integrate seamlessly with your podcast app of choice, be it Spotify or Apple. Head over to lmtpod.com for more information on signing up and links to all of our socials. It made me think of um, kind of previous Champions League games from old eras at, at City under him. And you think about Monaco and Liverpool and Spurs. It's almost like, um, not a maturity, but it's almost like those lessons have been learned in kind of his game plan and his structure for what he wants to what he wants to achieve. And I know, Copen- again, it all comes back around to Copenhagen, aren't Monaco. They're not Liverpool um, from that 17-18 season. They're not that Spurs side that it was where the game was chaotic. Um, but like it, it's almost that that sort of sense of just his experience with City in the Champions League, and he talked. I mean, he talked in the in the in the post match just about kind of feeling more comfortable at this stage of the of the competition with City, and 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 was it ahead of the game? He was talking about kind of building the identity of City in the competition as well. Hmm. Well, again, that was so. I asked him, how do you kind of build that good environment? And like positive, wear like positive body language and all that kind of stuff. And how like how difficult is it to keep it going? And he kind of gave like, you know, a routine start of the answer along the lines of, um, you know, everyone in the Premier League wants to beat us, so that kind of pushes us, blah blah blah. And then he kind, you could tell he had that second way he thought, should I say this or like, oh, I'm just going to say this. And so when I was planning out the article before, like on the way to the press conference, I was like, what am I going to put in? And I've got a quote from the new Perinal book. And it was that Guardiola gave to Perinal after the Monaco game. And he was like, look, character's more important than like statistics. Like, he goes, I thought I'd be able to transmit the quality of being brave to these players, but I've not been able to do it. Like, they are, um, because they're more happy being reactive than active. Like, they don't, they don't want to be protagonists. They don't have this personality in these games because I thought I could make them be that and do that but I couldn't so that's in the book from like real time um what February March March I think it was 2017 and I was like well I know it says character in there but I don't know if that directly fits in with the point so I'm going to make but then Guardiola in in his second answer to my question there saying how do you build that um kind of environment he went and said yeah in my first season I didn't have the feeling that, that we could do this in the Champions League. I didn't feel like we could play on these big stages. And then he also linked it to being able to come back from um, going a goal or, or two down in games. And he said they never used to be able to do that, but now they're really good at doing it. Um, and he, he kind of linked it all together for me. So I was like, well, I'm definitely using this quote then um, from, from after the Monaco game. And it, yeah, it all, it all just kind of ties in together in terms of the attitude and the day-to-day, no bad faces, mm. 
if you want to leave, you can, unless you're Carl Walker. <laughs> or Bernardo Silva. <laughs> um, but yeah, it, 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 it all kind of ties together. And yeah, like, again, you see what I mean? When you go back and you appreciate what he wanted to achieve and what he had to achieve, just in terms of like, make the dressing room happy when he first arrived. And then the Monaco situation after that, even the growth in the Champions League to get to not just like winning it, but as he said in the answer, two finals and then the semi-final and you know, very close to a third final in a row in the last three years. All of that stuff has been a journey of improvement and all this kind of stuff. But now everyone just looks at it as, well, Guardiola came, they spent some money and they've been winning without any kind of acknowledgement of difficulty or achievement or, or the whatever. Sto- even the, even like yeah. even in the romantic sense the storyline that takes you from that 2016 season up to where we are now yeah look i mean i'm not stupid like i know i know i know why there's less of that than there would be with other clubs because of the the charges and the the general ill feeling and whether it's founded or not you know whether whether you just go oh they've got loads of money so it doesn't count or oh, they're cheating so it doesn't count which i i, I get why you know, people aren't saying it's a fairy tale. Speaking of which, I saw everyone's mate was having a normal one again last night, um, and then we carry on. I'd, but you can't, you can't, you can't just like roll everything up into one big ball and say, "Yeah, see you later." Like, in terms of like when Guardiola leaves, everyone's going to say he's great. Like all like the pundits and stuff, like, like Shearer, Ian, right, whoever. Everyone's going to say he's great, but I want to fucking know why. Like, I've always felt that, especially like now, it's just kind of eat like it's just easy to say he's great but all the way through I always wanted like like a Johan Cruyff type figure who knows what he's talking about knows Guardiola just to be like you're you lot are stupid if you don't think this guy's great like what Man City are doing is the best like nobody's nobody's speaking up like that on in a football sense because there's like especially in this country like who is that and, and, and in other, and in, other, in other countries you don't need to really and obviously like in other countries you've got the issue where it's more like you know, Madrid or whatever, they're kind of fighting their own corner and it's it's more about um, state funding and all that kind of stuff. It's like you, you need a figure in Guardiola's corner. Not that he needs it, but just to kind of not just say it's brilliant, but actually have a bit of depth of understanding behind it as well. Because me and all the other pundits who, when he, when he goes, are going to go, oh, he was brilliant, wasn't he? And it's like, yeah, but can we just, like, can we just really spell out why and how difficult it is? to get teams playing like that, even if they are a collection of the best players in the world, can you just tell us how he's managed to get them to play that well for so long? And can you just give us some examples of others? Because it doesn't happen yeah. very often. But Yeah. yeah. It's a fairy tale, though. And uh, as my mate Alex points out, um, Pope has given uh, funds by a, a, a benefactor, goes on to join the elite. That's uh, that's that's the very definition of a fairy tale story, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> uh... Uh, unexpected yes. riches <laughs> yeah no that yeah that is but yeah you, you, you yeah know I know what you mean, mean. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's have a look a bit more specifically at the game Sam I saw people uh, saying before kickoff that uh, the quote I kept seeing was uh, this is City's best lineup, up um, and 
it's pretty hard to disagree with uh, when you watch that opening 20 minutes and, and the way yeah. they, uh, they they played in the game. Um, so Edison Walker, Stones, Diaz, Ake, Rodri, De Bruyne, Bernardo, Foden, Hall and Grealish. Um, and the thing that stood out to me immediately is uh, kind of when we talked about uh, on the post-Everton uh, podcast about uh, Foden starting on the right and, you know, is it that whole discussion about getting him centrally, is he wasted out there and like everything to do with that. Um, and me, and basically my gut instinct being, you know, Foden on the right, just, I don't, I don't really like it. I'd much prefer him on the left and much prefer what he, what he does there and drifting inside. Um, and then we're sat here talking about this is probably City's best lineup, and there he is, smack bang on the right hand side, and you know gets himself a goal, is involved in everything. It's like it's it it maybe maybe I was reacting to the way Everton played and the way City played uh, around Foden rather than just that single position. I don't know, maybe I'm the idiot. Yeah, but the thing the the thing is though, like I don't feel like Bernardo. I know obviously he has, but I don't feel like Bernardo is always at his best. Maybe I'm just thinking about to the end of last season when he was on the right wing. But I always feel like Bernardo's not um, at his best in the middle. But obviously for the balance of the team and the setup, you know, we, again, we don't need to explain that. Bernardo and, and De Bruyne ahead of Rodri is, is is probably the way to go. But again, this, this, this is why it's important to understand how and why Guardiola puts his teams together. Because it would be easy for me to say, well, I, you know, Foden, I feel more comfortable when Foden's through the middle, even just based off, you know, recent, very recent performances, and I feel I feel like Bernardo's best is, or at least it has been, on the right hand side. And I know you know eighteen nineteen season a lot of it was in the middle, but you know the end of last season it, it works on the on the right, and you think I would just flip him, but obviously that's not how it, how it works. It's not how it's going to work. Um, but yeah, like everyone was happy with the lineup when I saw the lineup. I, th- I thought you know the, the same as the same as everybody else really. Um, and yeah, it was just. It was the opposite of the Everton game. So no wonder the feelings were different in terms of Foden on the right or wherever. Like I tweeted when I think City had just scored and it was like they'd been finding spaces everywhere. Like they were, they were coming down the left. It was like Rodri was like really kind of heavily evolved in left-sided attacking areas. Like Ake was pushed up. Grealish was over there. Was it De Bruyne as well? Or Bernardo as well. Bernardo as well. And it was like the four of them in this box up high on the left-hand side kind of overloading but they weren't just coming down the left they had chances down the right it, they were just they were just flooding through and like Guardiola was saying how yeah um Copenhagen are compact and they 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 don't really give you spaces they just wait for you to lose the ball and then counter attack but it was like for for a team who to be fair they they changed from a four to a five at the back at half time so they knew something was wrong but for a team that wanted to play that way um city were just pouring through them i mean look the other the other side of the thing we should we should mention in terms of the whole easy debate. And look, everything I've said about City's approach um, being um, the difference or the big dif- or one of the big differences is is true. Um, and it, it, that that ensures that the quality gap between the teams um, is kind of reflected properly in the scoreline. Uh, but also they hadn't played for what sixty three, sixty four days or whatever, which cannot cannot be ideal either. Um, so that's de- that's definitely a factor. But it's like yeah, Copenhagen are a good side. City are better. Let's be grown up enough to have that conversation. It's the same stuff about Fluminese. No, they're not a soccer aid team. That was mental. But City are just better, and also they're not going to take it lightly. Um, but yeah, like if you come from Brazil where you're not spending any money and all your players are forty, then you're probably going to struggle <laughs> against City and. If you haven't played, if you haven't played for six weeks, 
probably the same again. But you know, City are never you know City aren't behind the scenes aren't having the conversations of this is going to be yeah. easy. Well, let me let me ask you this from uh, Eric on the emails who says, judging the starting lineup as an attempt to kill it in the first leg, is one three enough for Pep to rest players between United and Liverpool? Does this result affect game management in the running? Um, and that kind of goes a little bit against odds for what we were saying earlier because I don't know how much of an attempt it was by like it, certainly Guardiola's not going to take the opportunity to go three one up as um, kind of like. It's not. He's not going to turn that down. But at the same time, um, you know, there was the moment where Haaland went through towards the end and uh, missed, and then the ball pinged around in the box for a bit. It fell to Rodri, and Rodri did that thing where he put his arms in the air and told everybody to slow it down, slow it down, make sure that it's two one and not two two. Um, and then they ended yeah. up going and get the third anyway. You're not going to turn down that third. Uh, but at the same time, I kind of felt they were quite happy with 2-1 as well. Yeah, exactly. Like It's that thing where they're going to approach it in the right way and they might win 5-0, but they're not going to try to win 5-0. They're just going to try and do do things properly. And if it ends up, you know... Like he mentioned the the sport in Lisbon result from a couple of seasons ago. And he was like, yeah, we scored five goals. We had six shots on target. Like It might happen. You know, City have got that quality. They can do that, but they're not going to force it. They're not going to try and go all guns blazing. Um, if you if you do what you need to do in the game, if you have the right tempo, if you keep the ball and they can't counter-attack and you create chances, you've got the game under control and then it just comes down to the chances you take. But funnily enough, you know, for as well as City played, they got a bit of a lucky break for the goal before half-time and then the third one was yeah. in the last minute. Um, so again, like the difference between City drawing one all and winning 3-1 wasn't huge, but the performance would have been the same. It was a bit like, when they played at Leipzig earlier in the season, people were like hating the performance. The, the performance is really good. And then they got two goals at the end and it, and it looked comfortable. And then people were like, if people would have been, it would have been an easier result, whether it was the same people who were complaining about the performance, but certainly the same people go, oh, that would have been easy. Like the performance is the same. It's just kind of the execution that, that makes the difference. Um, so yeah, I don't, I don't think they would have gone out there looking to kill it. Um, I think they went out there to try and do the job and see what happens. And then obviously when they do get the goal at the end, Guardiola was extra happy with it because I suppose he felt that that was what, that was what the performance yeah, yeah. deserved. Um, and obviously when he got Haaland going through a couple of times and, well, he went through once, didn't he? And then he had the, the headers. You'd be expecting, come on, you, these, these, need, these need to be the goals that make the difference. And then Foden does it anyway. So you can see why he was so happy. But yeah, I don't think they went out of their way to, to win it and forward plan. Um, but in terms of resting players for the second leg, not too many, I wouldn't have thought. Um, you know, there there'll be some changes, but does three one make much of a difference in in that regard? I don't I don't know if it, I don't know if three one compared to two one actually changes it that much for him. If it if it was if they if they had won two one, I I kind of feel like he would approach the second leg just in the same way, unless it was like absolutely dead and buried. If they come out of there like six nil winners or something like that, you you he might have made a few more changes than he would otherwise. Um. Yeah, like I don't know. I think it needs to be like four or five nil, doesn't it? If you're making change, because if it, again, if we're just adding in the general thoughts on how a game might go, but then times it or multiply it by Guardiola's paranoia, you think if he's worried that you taking the game not seriously could lead to Copenhagen maybe scoring in the first ten minutes, and then the game's different. There isn't much of a difference between a one goal and a two goal advantage. There is there, like he won't want to be in a situation where. The game's getting out of control already. So, I mean, look, we don't know who's going to play against Liverpool with the whole squad back now. You can play 
I'm trying to think. There wasn't there wasn't too many on the bench yesterday because of a couple of injuries. But you can play Alvarez without thinking, well, he's he's changed the team, or he's ma- he's he's making rotations for the sake of it because you know Alvarez plays all the time. Um, I can't imagine they'll be resting the main guys to be honest. Um, Harden will play, Roger will play, De Bruyne will play if they're fit. Um, Bernardo, maybe you know maybe that's why De Bruyne and Bernardo didn't play against Everton because they're going to be needed for a big push at some point soon. That is it for the free version of Let Me Talk. There is more for members, though. Go to lmtpod.com if you want to sign up for those longer ad-free episodes. Uh, what is in this one for members, Sam? Yeah, Grealish's injury, what it means, um, some of the behind-the-scenes stuff that may or may not have been going on recently, how it affected the game on Tuesday night after Edison's mistake, how things changed after that, um, Foden becoming the main guy, Bernardo's possible injury and their potential knock-on effects, and Alvarez playing wide. That's all for members. Those ad-free episodes are longer and they're out earlier. You can find out more on lmtpod.com. If you want to send us an email, it's hello at lmtpod.com. We're also on Twitter, Instagram and TikTok, so just search for lmtpod on there. Thank you very much for listening. We will see you next time. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.